when they sent me the original script, it didn't have any of the characters' names in it. Like they've replaced it with random names. And then when I got it, they sent me the actual script, and then I realized who I was working with. I was like, oh my god, I'm working with Dave and Winona. And I was like, oh my god. Welcome to Drop the Disc. Today's guest, a modern-day Renaissance man, Michael Silvio Fortino. Michael is an actor and a director, and his most notable role was in Stranger Things Season 3. What role does he think Augusta will play in the future of the entertainment business? If Georgia wants to get back into film, I think this is a city they have to consider. I mean, we have everything as far as, like, locations. We have a lot of different variety of areas we could go to. Um, I personally think it's only a matter of time before Atlanta starts to slide to Augusta. It's just we have every we have everything. Among his current roles are artistic director of Le Chat Noir and Schrodinger's Cat, and he's an associate producer for Tranner Gray, a massive local media company. I do casting, location scouting, um, schedule coordinating, talent coordinating, props, costumes, everything. Uh, I'm a production assistant on set, like I'm carrying stuff for them, loading up, loading out. Anything they need me to do, I'm there for. How does he feel about his current role, having transitioned from acting? See, my main goal was, with entertainment was always use what I had to help other people. That was always my goal. So now I'm, you definitely can do that. And exactly, that's what I'm doing now. I get to help my friends. Uh, not just my friends, but I get to help actors in need right now that need work. Get ready for a great conversation and some celebrity run-ins. Thank you for listening. This is the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. Thank you all for tuning in. This episode, like every episode, is presented by Cyber City's best real estate agent and broker, Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Take it from us. When you're looking for a real estate agent, make sure you choose someone that's trustworthy and someone that's knowledgeable. And you can also take it from us that Nancy Powell is both of those things. Check her out and connect with her on Instagram at Downtown Augusta Broker and see how she can help you. Nancy Powell, Powell & Associates, presenting sponsor for the Drop the Disc podcast. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And that's the hard start to the Drop the Disc podcast. Uh, we have an awesome guest today. Uh, some of you may have seen him in a show, what was it, two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. Episode, or season three? Season three. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're due for season four, honestly, but uh, we're here with... Michael Silvio Fortino. Excellent. And just for everybody at home, what show were you in? I was on uh, Stranger Things. A little show, a little Netflix show. I don't know if you guys heard of it. <laughs> no big deal. I bet you say that all the time. I, I'm actually pretty humble about it. I, I, yeah. I actually don't like to be known just for that. It's just yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've done it. I mean, yeah, but okay. you do a lot of other things. Sure, yes. And, and so, that's why you're on the show. Right. <laughs> so, so first of all, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. We're, really we're going to dive into kind of your background, obviously. You've sure. listened to the show. We appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Um, Love you guys. I do want to real quick, just for to set the tone for people when they hear this background, tell list the things that we were talking about before the show that, that you're involved in. So uh, right now I am an associate producer with Trainer Gray Media. I'm a professional actor with East Coast Talent. I am the artistic director of Schrodinger's Cat Comedy, and I'm one of the co-hosts of Bottle Up and Explode with Bryson and Michael. 
and and that's a podcast. That's a podcast okay. as well. And yeah. so your days, I assume, are 40 hours long? <laughs> Correct. You're doing something different? You know, uh, I, I stay really busy with, with my job. You know, I schedule a lot of the shoots and casting and location scouting. It's, it's a big hybrid position. But then once the day's over, I'm, you know, writing comedy or yeah. uh, getting ready for the next show coming up. Michael, I'm excited to hear about all this. But but let's let's rewind a little bit. Sure. So this show is called Drop the Disc, and we do like to talk about the city of Augusta. When, when did you when did you become a resident of Augusta? I was born and raised in Augusta. Day one. Day one. All right. Day one. Born at Doctors Hospital. No, born at University <laughs> Hospital. Pardon That's me. That's the better one. Uh, yeah, go. University Hospital. Oh, was born yeah. down there. Um, you know, born and raised in Augusta. My parents are not from here. My mom was okay. from Yonkers, New York. My dad's from Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. A diehard Browns fan. Really? Okay, oh, we yeah. can talk okay. after this. Ooh, Kareem God. Hunt just resigned his contract. Two-year deal, baby. There we go. It's going to be great. <laughs> Number one offense in football, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. But yeah, I, you know, I love Augusta. I went to, uh, I went to Westmont Elementary, Columbia Middle, Evans High School. Okay. And I went to the AU. Sweet. Uh, is that so with Jaguar? When you went to when you went to high school, what what year did you graduate? Let's get some I graduated in 2011, so I'm okay. 27. So, uh when you were in high school, were you acting in high school? I was. I actually started acting when I was 8. Uh professionally. Perf- wow. Right. What 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 does that mean as in <laughs> So eight, I was like getting were paid. you were you the first stranger thing? I think those, he was modeling diapers. Those, those, char- those characters, diapers. those characters are so young in that show. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I I start like so. I was eight years old. I, I come from a family of athletes. I should probably say yeah. that. Okay. My my dad was a really good athlete. My cousin was drafted by the Cubs way back in the day. Um, so I was kind of destined just to play sports, and uh, I just didn't. But then <laughs> just didn't go my way. I was always benched. My cu- my uncle was my coach for a bit. My baseball coach. Yeah. And he benched me, <laughs> and I was like, maybe this isn't for he, me. He did you a favor. He did me a solid. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did a school play, and then um, I was like, man, I really just like performing. What was your role? I was. Uh, I swear, it was. The play was called Once Upon a Lily Pad. I was second grade. I played the role of Freddy the Frog. And I was like, this is for me. And my mom made me make a decision that day. She's like, uh, all right, well, either you're a performer or you're, you know, you're a baseball player. And I was like, well, I want to perform. And she goes, well, you're going to go to the coach's house. Uh, and you're gonna drop off your uniform and your and your you know all your stuff and you just say thank you. But this is what I want to do now. And I was like, wow, that was Honestly, actually a really good lesson. What like, vision yeah. from her? That's incredible. Yeah, she's and like, so you were eight. I was eight. And I was like, you're wow. gonna commit to this. You're gonna. This is how you do it. And from there, uh, I started working with the Augusta players. Very uh, cool. I worked with Augusta State when I was little and okay. uh, worked with their drama guild. Um, and then I started doing you know little commercials and then educational movies. I auditioned for Bad News Bears with Billy Bob Thornton when <laughs> yes. I was, little. yeah, when I was, <laughs> that was one of like, that's what I was like, oh, this is for me. It was really cool. Got to go into the studio and it was, it was really awesome. Just didn't, I just didn't look Armenian. I was, yeah, I'm Italian. So I was like, <laughs> this is, I'm going to lose this role, but it, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I went to school, performed in high school for okay. a little bit. So if we go through like a snapshot of your highlights from this time, what would we see? You would see, um, oh God. Probably, I did a commercial for UNG, uh, not UNG, UNC, Chapel Hill, University of North UNC Carolina. UNC Chapel Hill. Yeah, yeah. And then probably a Pearson Education video. Like, it was like a, I taught English as a second language. It is the most horrifying thing to watch because <laughs> it's so embarrassingly bad. It's just. Can uh, I find that on YouTube? You probably could. It's hard. <laughs> but I, don't. I, but okay. don't. You shouldn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you shouldn't, but it, it's there. It's definitely okay. there. 
Yeah. So so high school starts. You're working with high the school players. Starts. Working with the players. Um, that's actually when I started getting into comedy. Were you in the Monty Python Holy Grail? That was like five I or love, six years ago. That's your timeline. The, I, mean. I I wanted to be in. Oh, that was Spam a lot. You mean the Spam a lot? Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. See, I'm a really really big Monty Python fan, but I was already committed to a show at the time, oh, and I, it bummed me out. I was like, oh my god, I would have loved it. I was doing Into the Woods though. It was a pretty okay. Good show. Yeah. Um, but oh, a little yeah, more serious, probably a little, little bit more serious, <laughs> a little more yeah. acting going on. <laughs> but uh, but I yeah, I love Monty Python. I love Spam a lot. That was definitely in my. So, so we're in high school yeah. and, uh, you know, we're thinking about college. Were you, were you wanting, to, were you wanting to get out of Augusta? Like most high school kids anywhere would want to be. And you just decided to stick it out in Augusta or it's tell a, us a little bit about that. Yeah. It's a love hate relationship with yeah. Augusta for, at that time of my right, life. Exactly. Okay. Because, you know, I wasn't aware of the opportunity. Well, there, Quite honestly, there are more opportunities now than there were back then. Right. right. As, and we're really growing right now. And that's and, that's nine years ago. And that's nine years ago, yeah. So, yeah. God, I know. Man, I just had crazy. to throw that out there. Oh, no. My reunion's <laughs> next year. Um, so, yeah, nine <laughs> years ago. And, uh, you know, there were really... Uh, I worked with Doug Joyner a lot at the college. And he's a communications professor. But he's the most brilliant acting coach I've ever worked with. And I've worked with people in Atlanta, Los Angeles, here. And... By far, like I just knew I wanted to stay here and work with okay. him. That's awesome. Yeah, and even as a kid, I wanted to be a part of the drama guild, just because it was just even then every it was very exclusive. There were a lot, lots of talent here in Augusta, and there still is. Right. Um, I just, I just knew that either I would, I would stay here or I would come back here at some point. And and here I am. I knew, I knew. Cut out the middleman. Right. Cut out the middleman. Okay. So so we're at AU, mm-hmm. or at the time it was Augusta State, mm-hmm. right? Right, Augusta State, and uh, did you graduate from Augusta State? So I'm a. Are you a GRU? Uh, so I was. So I started Augusta State. Okay. I was there for GRU. I okay. was there for GRUA, and I was there for <laughs> AU. I think I'm the only one who has been in college long yeah. enough see, to see all four. See, changes. I was. I graduated 2010 from high school. Okay. Went to a- ASU, uh-huh. and then I went to GRU. And graduated from. And he got cut. He got cut. Yeah. Can you can you change your degree? Are they going to let you like update? Don't get it? me started. We're Actually, talk, it's we're, it's been about it. it's about been about three months since I've talked about it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, they're working yeah. on it. They they should. They yeah. long story short. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm we know curious, some people. Though, like so, I went to college. I wrote a bunch of papers. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chris went to college. He was student teaching. Right. Yeah. What does college look like for you when you know you're going to be an actor, and that's presumably what you went there for? Well, I. Uh, a lot of performing, okay, and I knew that I like wanted just to learn in the school, in the community, in the, both, both okay. in school and the community. And towards the beginning, I just wanted to learn as much as I could. You know, I, there there was uh, Doug Joyner, uh, Rick Davis, who's a brilliant professor over there, Matthew Bazell, who works in film, uh, Pucas or Pucas, pardon me. I've actually heard of that one. Pucas, um, they were there at the time. Um, and I just wanted to absorb everything I could from them. Gotcha. Um, especially Doug. And your, your degree Doug. was? It was, so it changed. So okay. it was, so when I first started, I was a vocal performance major. So I'm a singer, okay. originally a singer. And then I was like, I don't really like opera. So then I made my way into the comm department, to the theater department. Uh, and by the end I was more into film, but it's actually a funny story. I wouldn't be on Stranger Things unless I, uh, would have. I know this is, a, I don't promote this, right. dropping out of college, right. but it was actually a, a confrontation I had with one of my professors. 
And I had a really big audition in Atlanta, and I said, listen, I've got to go to this. And he said, if you miss another class, I will drop you. And I said, this is, this is like film, like this is theater, like this is supposed to, this is definitely an excused absence in my mind. Right. And uh, especially since this is my career. And they did not agree. And mm. uh, so I was like, you know what? I can't like sit here and mope. So I, I like got out of there and then I moved to Atlanta and then started working in film. And so when was this? Back. This is when you started working a couple in years film ago. like full time. Right. So right. we're talking 2017? 2017, 2018, yeah. yeah. David's, pretty good. At the board. David's pretty good at doing that. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So that must have been a, a dramatic difference, right? Moving to Atlanta, right. missing in that It was scene. scary, too, because it was like, I was, I was a bit, I was mad at Augusta. I was mad uh, at my right, school. Right. And I was like, you know, uh, I want to go out here and see if I can do it myself, you know? And yeah, it was a lot of, it was a lot of change. It was a lot of quick change. Um, definitely a scene of... Uh, change of scene as far as like you know definitely being in the city well, I'm sure the arts community is different too and community. here you're talking theater you know a, mm-hmm. a very large amount of theater maybe commercials and stuff but, right. but really Atlanta is, is open season for movies oh absolutely and comedy too that yeah, be, everyone absolutely. forgets about comedy uh, so like I started comedy in high school and do you do stand-up comedy I do yeah, yeah. we didn't even mention I didn't, that yet. I didn't mention that I uh, so I booked are you blue collar I <laughs> no. I uh so I just recently, well, right before Corona hit, we booked Mark Norman to come to La Chat. And uh that I got to open for him, which was cool. It was one one, two, three yeah, three openers. And uh dude, he was awesome, very cool. Um sorry, I'm just kinda going off on a tangent here. No, uh, no, go off. So Atlanta is very popular for stand-up. So I do stand-up and improv here in Augusta. Right. I'm a, Schrodinger's Cat is really big for uh, improv comedy. And it's incredible. Can I can I take a, a tangent real sure. quick actually to ask you, what does the stand-up community in Augusta look like? Because I think for the average person, there's not a lot of awareness that that even exists. It's very small. It's, okay. Uh, so what my goal is uh, with Schrodinger's Cat is originally we were Schrodinger's Cat, Augusta's uh, premier improv troupe and I said I don't right. like that I feel like that's very limiting mm-hmm. uh, I said I think we should be Augustus premier comedy troupe and start giving stand-up comics a place to come it's more relatable right sounds yeah. like right exactly and they're I mean they're stand-up comics over at Joe's yeah but they're Joe's just, underground Joe's underground and but that's Fox, like open Fox's mic layer the Fox's layer okay, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that's local I think they bring in people from the local right CSR like the region the region yeah and even right. then even then it's well, once a month I think yeah and I was like that's yeah. just not enough and one of my big goals is to make uh Lachat and Schrodinger's cat Augusta's comedy house yes you know you know uh, Atlanta has the laughing skull they have dad's garage but I think Augusta, we got Lachat Noir, we got Schrodinger's Cap. Well, sure. and y'all have okay. cathar- Catharsis. Catharsis, that's the new baby. That's the new baby. Dude, and that was a lot of fun. I've heard really good things about it. I uh, I feel really bad. I I told one of my friends not to come to that one because I was so nervous. It was my first one, and it went so well. And I was like, oh, I should have told you to come see and, it. And so, real quick, Catharsis, is that a group? Oh, Catharsis is a show. Thank you. Catharsis you is a show. Uh, so Schrodinger's Cat, we do two shows right now. Okay. One is called Extreme Theater Games, which is every first Friday. And we also do Catharsis, which is a longer show, uh, which we do every last Friday of the month. Um, Tell us a little bit about it. So the thing with Catharsis is we have... Uh, we have guests or our audience members come up on stage okay. and either tell a story from their childhood 
a song they wrote, a journal entry. You know, journal entry one is literally always funny. anything, anything from your childhood. Yeah, yeah, it, something embarrassing. You know, and they come out, they do it, and we do kind of like a rendition of you their act life. it out. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. this is great. It's I, incredible. I wrote a book in middle school that is just this insane like fictional story and i am i'm gonna bring it and watch Please you guys do. act it out yeah oh we would love to i yeah, always yeah. wanted someone to make it into a movie oh bring it <laughs> bring it on over we'd love to yeah yeah this is exciting okay so so we kind of got off on that tangent but yeah. in atlanta you started to do comedy and stand up yeah i so i started getting into that and it was hard man it you know here there isn't a lot of as you mentioned, there isn't a huge scene for comedy. So here. you were doing the comedy, though. You weren't like writing the comedy. I, yeah, I was for other doing people improv. as much. Yeah, you yeah, were yeah. doing your own stuff. Yeah, I was doing improv with okay. a group of people, and uh, so there's no like potential Michael Silvio, Silvio Fortino Netflix special floating around right now. <laughs> not, not yet. Not okay. yet. But I, do, I mean, I do write my own material. I do write okay. stand up. It's gotcha. just this time uh, we were working on more long form comedy improv, kind of like the Saturday Night Live. Where yeah, 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 for sure. And let me tell you, it was just a bunch of really, really hardworking, grinding 20-something-year-olds all in the room waiting to, you know, just get up there. And it was very intimidating, but it, it put it that work in me. It was like, yeah, I got to work. This is how hard yeah. you got to work. This yeah. actually bridges into the next thing I was going to ask is how do you think that this time in Atlanta affected your career? You mentioned that you might not have even gotten Stranger Things without it. How is that? So, you know, it's funny. It taught me that... Uh, you don't have to be the best at performing because it's subjective. There's always someone better than you. Right. It, correct. Yeah. In quotes. Nobody yeah. can see that. In quotes. In quotes. But nobody, yeah. nobody, everyone thinks like, oh, this is what performing is, you know, method acting and all, there's all these different, but it's about being authentic to yourself and being true and being a, a good person. You know, people don't want to hire people they don't want to work with. Right. You know, we'll, you know, when I do casting stuff, I always take into consideration now, especially now I do casting, I take into consideration, it's like, are these guys going to get along with people on set? You know, talent is super important. I'm not saying like, give up on uh, focusing on your talent, but uh, I realize that if I don't chill out and just like show myself and then when it's time to work, it's time to work. I'm going to have a really difficult time making it in this industry. Well, right. And and you kind of mentioned learning to work hard and starting to really work hard. Right. I mean, that's a pretty big deal for casting as well, I would think. Exactly. It's It, it, it turns, I don't know, something just, a switch just kind of flipped in Atlanta where I was like, it's another level of working. How long were you there? I was there for two years, about okay. two years. Wow. So like 2017, 2019? Yeah. Like we're like riding up yeah. on the present right now. Yeah, it was right. I mean, I moved back. Uh, December of 2019, January 2020. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, though, yeah. would you rather right now be in Augusta or Atlanta? Augusta, for right. sure. Because you can go outside. Yeah. I'm working more <laughs> in entertainment than all of my friends in LA, New York, Atlanta, everywhere. I said, I, I'm working more. I'm casting more than them. And it's like... Right. We're not a Augusta. current event show, but in in, it, in you know big cities, you can't do anything. Can't go right anywhere. Now. Can't do anything. And I feel bad because I'm just trying to reach out to my friends there and just like you know if i get anything for you i'll, right. give, I'll throw you throw you a bone here you know yeah. give you some work but Dude, it's really Buzz rough Bees out there. commercial yeah oh yeah <laughs> Buzzbees. that was just the first local advertiser i could think of <laughs> okay so what kind of prompted the move back though it sounded like you were doing Do you really the well. real answer and, uh, uh it was All a right. breakup uh, originally okay. um 
I just did, it didn't feel right. Something just didn't feel right. The breakup or the relationship? Both. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair no, enough. no, no, no. Um, you know, I was I was living with my friend and I was living with my girlfriend at the time. Okay. And we broke up and we were like, we can make this work because we're still friends. Like, Ooh. we can still live together. Let's sign another lease. Oh. <laughs> mistake. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, it was a this mistake. This needs to be in the routine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this seems like a bad idea. Uh, it just, But it just, there were just some things I needed to get right in my mind. Okay. Like I said before, I was just so hard on myself that um, it was impossible to let myself make mistakes. Because you're going to mess up when you when you get into a better environment. Not, not that Atlanta is a better environment, but the talent there is just... It's a higher pressure high, environment. Higher pressure sure. environment. Yeah. The film's all there. Right. You yep. know, everybody's coming into town. So it was, it was a lot. Um, and so I needed to come back and get my mind right and realize, you know, um, it's entertainment is more than just being the best. It's about, you know, working with others and meeting people and telling stories. And, and, go ahead. I, well, we might ask the same question. You okay. you had just asked, or you had just said that um, you know Atlanta is where the film industry is right now. Yeah. Did you see anything possibly leaking to coming to Augusta? Yes, actually. I'm seeing that with Film Augusta with yeah. some things, you know. But I'm just curious, what's from the Atlanta perspective the about Augusta for a spot to film? Well, here's the thing: Atlanta is too busy to film in. There are some projects that have to film in the city because. It's sometimes the story requires Marvel. it. Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. But even then, uh, there are locations that film outside of, like Covington, for example, for example, yeah. or Conyers are yeah. two big cities to film in. And right now, if Georgia wants to get back into film, I think this is a city they have to consider. I mean, we have everything as far as like locations. We have a lot of different variety of areas we right. can go to. Um I personally think it's only a matter of time before Atlanta starts to slide down to Augusta or slide over to Augusta. Yeah. It's just we have every we have everything in the accessibility. Atlanta is just a right. hard place to navigate. And the same with the military, the affordability is a big part of it. Right, right. And I think it's a matter of time and I think uh Film Augusta is doing a really good job of like bringing people in and you know showing like hey we've got a lot of really great locations and yeah. we really do we really do i mean i'm a, like i said i'm a location scout myself and i'm driving through the city every day looking and it's beautiful yeah do you, you, know? do you can you like if you were going to shoot something and and location wasn't specified do you have any like top locations you you could that you would think about oh yeah so um the, one of my favorite spots, if like if I ever was getting like a driving shot, is the bridge shot between nice, uh, here and North nice. Augusta, yep. between here Fifth Street Bridge, Fifth Street Bridge, yep. drone shot. Mm -hmm. Hell oh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. We know the, that shot. The Broad Street. Uh, we were over at the downtown Hyatt uh, getting a shot, and I said it would be cool if we put a drone right here at the top, and like have a shot of like this wine glass, and then pull it out, the drone out, and you just see like this full view of broad street and yeah yeah from the like, rooftop yeah exactly okay. i mean you definitely augusta can be used as different like city areas i mean it's we we have everything not to mention grovetown and thompson if we want yeah. to like get in like the country area i mean we have it all farmyard yeah. farmyard city life we've got everything here so i want to transition us to the present but i want to ask you real quick first yeah. for for the people that might potentially be future actors when you were in atlanta Mm -hmm. Atlanta is a very competitive place and it's also a very expensive place. I'm True. curious, what were you doing in Atlanta? That's a good question. So first off, <laughs> like, I was, was it just acting? 
No. Okay. No. Okay. So okay. here's here's a, a reality for a lot of har- actors that are starting out. Uh, you will have to have another job. So I think people yeah. might need to hear this. They need to hear that pretty <laughs> bad because they have an expectation of, you know, once I graduate from school or um, once I do a speaking role, everything's going <laughs> to come to me. And it's like, you know, no, 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 no. It's that's uh, how it goes. And uh, I did Stranger Things and then went to work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I bet (laughs) you're walking around feeling so dominant. Like, did any of you guys just star in a a (laughs) Netflix hit? I walked on, I was like, yeah, I walked off set. The next morning, I went into work. I worked at an escape room. Perfect. And and the thing they kept doing, and I hate this, they were like, oh, you know, you're an actor. You can pretend to be this character. And I'm like, don't, don't, this is so degrading. But I make the same as you. Right. And they were like, they were like, we want you to come out and be, you're the detective. So I was like, I do this cheesy detective voice and hello there detectives. And I, and I would shut the door. And I'm like, man, I hate this. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I would get so upset. I was like, I would get so upset. And that Millie Bobby Brown actually came in a couple times and it were both days where I wasn't working. And I was like, of course, of course. The one time I could have been like, oh, "We were we were on the same show." <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But it was a lot. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I like escape rooms. I'm like obsessed with them now because they're just fun puzzles. And yeah. But it was uh, it was irritating, especially when you have to work your work schedule around your acting schedule. Ooh, yeah. And your work schedule is like, I don't care if you're an actor. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you got to be here, man. It's like, uh. All right, right. Well, I gotta pay the rent. So, so you, yeah. so you move back to Augusta. I move back to Augusta, yeah. And and right now you've listed a crap ton of stuff that you're involved in. When you moved back, were you already involved in things? What did that kind of look like? How did you integrate yourself back? So, um, I would still do comedy in Augusta, back and forth. Okay. Um, so my parents still live here. They're older, so I'd come back, see them, you know, make sure they're doing good. Um, so it was always easy to be like, you know, I can come into town first Friday, why don't you th- and they would always just throw me into the show. But when I came back, everybody in this theater community was so welcoming because it was such a, it was tough. It was tough coming back. Cause I was like, man, I was like, I felt like I was, you know, getting somewhere, but also not. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I came back and this community was so very welcoming, especially my theater community. They wanted to put me back in the shows right away, you know? And, yeah. It was great. I was performing as soon as I got back. I had uh, two plays that I did. I did Christmas Carol uh, in December, and then I did a, a show called Rules of Seconds. At and, and was that uh, with the Augusta Players, the Christmas mm-hmm. Carol? Okay. Yes. So, and was that with Scott Seidel? That was with Debbie Ballas. Okay. That was her last. Okay. That was her last direct. And gotcha. I love Scott though. I do oh, love yeah, Scott. Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Great guy. He's done wonders for this community. Oh yeah. Tell you, I was just yeah. trying to get a point of reference about yeah. all that. Oh, he's great. You know, he's very welcoming as well. And I remember uh, speaking of which, I remember when he first took the job with the Augusta Players, and I said uh, we had lunch, and I felt like uh, like. You guys, the players are like my my daughter, and I'm its dad. Like, when you, what are your intentions with my daughter? <laughs> you know, I love this group. What are your intentions with yeah. it? And he's like, you know, I, he has so many wonderful ideas for the group. And I was like, all right, you seem to check out. <laughs> <laughs> seem all right. No, he's a good dude, though. Um, yeah, they're very welcome, especially in the Lachat people, too. Yeah. So, so did you kind of naturally just fall into your role at Lachat with artistic directing? I guess so. I, you know, one of my my friend Patrick was doing it at the time, and I came back and I knew that 
I'd learned a lot from Atlanta and I had some new stuff to teach and I kind of got in there and started teaching and I was like, well, I want to help expand in general. I just like mm -hmm. want to do more. So I booked Mark Norman and then um, we added a class. We started just doing a lot more. Um, so I, I auditioned for Le Chat Noir when I was 16 and uh, did not get cast. And I consistently didn't get cast at Le Chat, and it was Chris Bailey, Doug Joyner, who I mentioned earlier, right. uh, Professor AU. He was actually one of the owners of the building at the time. Okay, yeah. And uh, Richard Justice was also one of the owners. And I would just audition, 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 and would not get it. It would be so irritating. And, um, and I was like 19. I finally got my first role. And it was a little role. And, you know, I just had to keep working and working and pushing and pushing. And then I kind of made my way over into comedy. And I knew that with the market of, like we discussed earlier, with this market and how funny our group was at the time, this group could blow up in the city. And so I knew then, and that was when I was 18 or 19, that I wanted to take this group to the next level. Are you talking about Schrodinger's Cat? I'm talking cat? about Schrodinger's Cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Schrodinger's Cat and Le Chat are almost uh, synonymous. Right. One is the comedy portion, and one is just focused on main stage plays. and everything in general. Yeah. Gotcha. So when, when you moved to Atlanta, what year was that? That was 2018, 2018. 17, 2018. Okay. It was June and of 20. So, and then when you came yeah. back, it was about 2019. Yeah. Did you notice a big difference in the city of Augusta? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's crazy yeah. how much it changed in two years. And not only from a performance standpoint, but also just every, everything buildings, businesses, just an attitude, the art scene. It's just completely different yeah and I'm, I'm proud of it man like, <laughs> that's yeah, good that's it. good yeah, i love this place yeah. <laughs> just like the same conversation with your daughter just like you've done you've a done good job well i'm proud of you you you're right. two years it's two, been years? two years already you've come a long way in two years <laughs> for, for the record if for some reason your wi-fi is bad at home he does not have a child that <laughs> right um <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Kill, just kill my transition right there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. When we come back, we'll talk to Michael about how he made the transition when he moved back to Augusta from acting to directing at Tranor Gray. David, did you know that the little guy to Augusta has started uh, videos? I'd be lying if I said I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I saw it on their Instagram, and I saw a really cool video of a couple businesses that they have in their book. Right. But it's also now a visual that you can see on their Instagram and I'm I'm assuming their website guys let me tell you something we are partnered up with little guide to Augusta and they are doing new and bigger things in Augusta not only are they doing new and bigger things they also have a super cool podcast in the book itself that's right page 88 yes 88 uh, our that is worn out in our book and so listen if y'all have a business or if you just want something to add to your home on your coffee table, pick up a little guy to Augusta. It has all local boutiques, local restaurants, local services. It's a one-stop shop for Augusta, Georgia. So let, let's take it to the present now. We've kind of mentioned mm -hmm. stand-up. We've mentioned acting. We've mentioned Le Chat. We haven't really mentioned Tranor Gray. You, you mentioned to us before the show started that you were, uh, you were working with Schrodinger's cat. I'm bad at saying that. And you were also working at Farmhouse. And yeah. then basically what happened is, if I'm not uh, mistaken, 
the owners of Trainer Gray came in and they just randomly hired you and you were incredible. <laughs> kind Is of. Is that kind of basically exactly what that, happened? That's kind of like the Cinderella story version of it. But I the, the slipper fit. Yes, they came in the, with the slipper there. The it's slipper like, who fit. is this? So I, I hosted the Addies, which is the advertising awards yeah, yeah, here yeah. in Augusta. And I it was 80s themed. So I dressed up as my character from Stranger Things just to be like, this will be like great marketing. Self-plug. Self-plug, I had jokes <laughs> written about it and everything. And the guy who introduced me just, like, he had jokes himself, and he bombs. He just bombs for, like, five minutes. And then he's like, uh, anyway, this guy's on Stranger Things. Here's Michael. And I'm like, oh, no, what, a, what an intro. So I came out. <laughs> so I came out, I was... I forgot all my jokes. I remember the one joke I wrote and I was, as you said, I was working at farmhouse at the time. So I was yeah. like, hello, my name is Michael Fortino. You might recognize me from stranger things or, uh, from Schrodinger's cat, but you probably recognize me from my most recent role. Bus boy, a burger joint. And that's like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay, we're moving on. And I just went through the award show. And then like right before it started, I was so nervous and I sat at this one table and, and there was this nice gentleman, who uh, his name's Blaine Bailey, and right, right. he he was so was he wearing his red velvet suit or was he wearing it the that nice? Day? He was wearing a very very nice suit. And he is an incredible dresser. He dre yeah, every day. Yeah, it, it yeah. is every single day. It's amazing. Uh, so they were sitting over there, and I had no idea who he was. And we were talking uh, about entertainment, and then we talked about Uli over at Vintage Uli, who we both love very much. Um, and then he's like, "Oh, by the way, my name is Blaine Bailey. I'm the CEO of Trainer Gray." Um, and I knew a couple of the other guys. I knew Warren uh, from the Augusta players from, I can't remember what it was from specifically, but he was around the Augusta players. And then I met, you know, Rhett and all the other guys and Justin and Tyler. And I had mentioned to them that, you know, I know a lot of the talent in the area. And if you ever need somebody to, you know, help you out, let me know. And that was just for casting. And I didn't hear anything for almost a month. <laughs> <laughs> and do I don't you love e that? Do I send yeah. an email but or do thing, I just not? I, I sent. I I was like, okay, business communications taught me one thing: is to send a follow up email and right. be like, yep. it was nice to meet you, thank you. I didn't hear anything back, and <laughs> and then they came into farmhouse when I was working, and you know I brought them their food, and you know I was very polite, and I said, hello, Blaine, nice to see you again. And apparently, the conversation they were having at the table that day it was uh, Rep Blaine and Warren, I think Tyler. Yeah. We're like, we need a production manager. We like need somebody to, you know, do casting, location scouting, you know, make sure that our schedule's all right. Uh, we just don't. And apparently I walked up, here's your food. And then they were like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow. Say that again. Good time. Oh, good yes. place. Yeah. Wow. I can't. Yeah, I couldn't believe That's it. crazy. Either. Especially in this time, you know, as I mentioned before, it's, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic and entertainment is taking a huge hit. Can we tell the listeners at home? Because some of them are not from the area. Oh, yeah. What is Trainer Gray? Trainer Gray is a marketing advertising firm. Massive. And they are they're pretty they're pretty awesome. They their filming equipment is very pretty, good. We got yeah. two we just got our second red camera and it's like <laughs> they they're insanely talented. So what are you doing with them? You're not just casting. No, so I do casting, location scouting, um schedule coordinating, talent coordinating, props, costumes everything uh i'm a production assistant on set like i'm carrying stuff for them loading up loading out anything they need me to do i'm there for wow and sometimes i'll throw them clients too i'll be like i got a potential new client for you so do you interview people as like an actor before they would potentially be in something so with extra so 
primarily I deal with extras casting. Okay. So mainly it's just I look at your headshot, I look at your resume. Headshot is kind of like the top thing. Like, do you have the good look for the role? Not good looking, but if you have a look for the role that right. I'm trying to cast. And and then I look at your resume to see what kind of experience you've had on set. Because I don't want to deal with... Because primarily I'm dealing with the talent, so I don't want to deal with somebody that's like hasn't been on set a lot. But to be fair, the last person I just cast recently has never been on a set before, and he was wonderful. How does it feel making that decision versus like knowing you've been on the other side of it? It's... It's good because I'm very empathetic. Yeah. So I understand being rejected. Have you like learned anything that's helped you as an actor? To help me with this job now? No. What like, do you mean? So like when you're an actor, yeah. uh, as an actor, and you go for your next role, mm -hmm. like is there anything that you're going to be able to carry with you from your experience casting that's, oh, that that's you think might question. give you a kind of yes. an edge? Not, not to be annoying to the casting director <laughs> <laughs> because I get emails from people and I'm like, that used to be me. That used to be me all the time. Like, you know, just following up to make sure like we'll call you like, like the, like, don't call us. We'll call you. That phrase was for me. That's like, real. <laughs> that phrase was for me. And, uh, you know, I wish I had, and it goes into the, like, I wish I would just chill, would have just chilled out a little bit when I was performing because I was so uptight because I wanted it so bad. You know, and yeah. uh, I worked really hard for it, and it was like, I just needed to chill out. Do you think this is going to spell kind of an end to you wanting to be an actor? Do you think you're going to focus more on production? I don't know. I oh That's gosh. a good question. I love performing. I uh, And like I said, especially right now, it's kind of hard to imagine doing plays and doing right. film again right now. Right now... I say right now one more time. Um, <laughs> Today. Currently. <laughs> currently. As of right now. Just doing comedy, you know, okay. doing these improv shows. And eventually when plays start to open back up, we'll see. We'll see. I like where I'm at now. I always see my main goal was with entertainment was always use what I had to help other people. That was always my goal. So if now I, you definitely can do that. And that, exactly. That's what I'm doing now. I get to help my friends uh not just my friends, but I get to help actors in need right now that need work. And that's a really good well, that's feeling. That's great. That's a really good feeling. Not to make it like, oh, look at me. I get to help all <laughs> no, these people. That's, but, that's great, though. But yeah, in a time where we can't perform, you know, it's nice to have an opportunity to give these talented people a job. Stay tuned, guys, because after this quick break, we talked to Michael Silvio Fortino about his time on Stranger Things, and he spares no details. But first... On our podcast, we take a lot of pride in the businesses that represent us and that we represent. We have been bringing you guys podcasts sponsored by Savannah River Brewery for almost a full year now. We love their partnership and we're happy to congratulate them on air for winning Cyber City's best craft brew. Not only that, they are putting on an Oktoberfest from September 22nd to September 26th. They're following social distancing guidelines. They're an incredible brand, and we have a surprise coming soon with Savannah River Brewery. It's a surprise collaboration, and this weekend, you'll see a little preview of that. Savannah River Brewery, check them out. Best craft beer in Augusta. So I, I want to go back in the past, not too far back, um, but uh, before you came in, you know, I, I told David what to look up to see the, your scene on Stranger Things, mm -hmm. and uh, we enjoyed the scene. And uh, I'm sure somehow that will make it into the episode. But tell us a little bit. Tell us a lot about Stranger Things, how that yeah. happened, where you were, how you got the spot. You know, tell us about it. So I was uh, I was in Atlanta and I just I was submitting for so much. Like there were auditions coming in and uh, I, I 
just taped one for Dynasty, and then I taped one for Stranger Things like the next day. And uh, right after that, well, I'd say about a week later, I got an email saying I was pinned for both Dynasty and Stranger Things. What was Dynasty? Dynasty is a, it was a remake of a show on the CW. It was like the, Dynasty was an old show in the 80s. So there's a clear winner in your mind of like which one you're going to go to if you have the choice. If I, if, if I had a situation where I had to pick which show I had to go to, I was going to clearly go to Stranger Things. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm not going to go to Stranger Things. Right, right. So I was like, okay. I didn't know what pinned meant. I thought pinned meant you got it because <laughs> they pinned you pinned, on the board. I pinned you for the role. You're right. pinned on the board. There like, I go. got it. I called my parents, <laughs> I called my best friends. I'm like crying. I'm like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> and then I talked to my agent. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. That means you've, you're like top three. Like you've been <laughs> pinned on the board. So when the directors come in, like, we'll choose this one. You're one of the ones up there. She's like, it's an honor, but uh, you don't have it yet. And I was like, oh, my God. This is so humiliating. Side, side note, is your, is your uh, agent in Atlanta? Yes. Okay, she is. we can move on. I just wanted to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's based out of Atlanta. And so were you calling everyone back apologizing? Like I called... So I only called Don't post anything. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nobody was allowed to post anything at okay. all. And I was like... Uh, I only told four people. And my parents and two of my best friends. Well, my roommates, they, they were there. They were like, what are you freaking out about? <laughs> I can't tell you. No. <laughs> uh, so... So I got pinned for it, and I didn't hear anything back for another couple of weeks. And uh, Dynasty called, and they were like, hey, you got it. And I was like, oh, What, what cool. was that role? So I, was, I got the role. <laughs> so I auditioned for a role, and I didn't get it, but they needed a second reporter. So I auditioned for the lead reporter. I got the second reporter. So it was like comparable. It wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like got, you were going to be the lead in Dynasty right. versus... I got paid the same amount as that guy. So I was like, <laughs> I don't care. I got paid the same amount as you to say literally nothing. Perfect. Um, so I got that. I filmed that. That was an amazing experience uh, working with them. There were actually people from Augusta on that set. Really? Super yeah. cool. My, uh, my co-star, the guy that beat me for the role that I auditioned for, his wife was a nurse at AU. And I was like, okay. And then one of the guys who was putting my mic on, he's like, yeah, I graduated from Evans High School. And I was like, oh, what? I'm like, all right. I guess the represent. Cool. Give me a new guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my alma mater. I was fine. I was fine. I was like, yeah, you're my guy. No, yeah, <laughs> um, but that was, it was awesome, just especially because a lot of people don't know the like the, the the like the place you start off as like extra then stand in then you get a speaking role but when they when but when you are an extra or stand in they treat you like crap they you are like the worst uh, they don't refer to you as an actor they don't refer to you as a talent you are literally background you are literally just dressing background walk yeah I remember sitting outside and like you know being so hot sweaty <laughs> like there was one film I worked on where it was a jungle setting. And it was simulated in hot July Atlanta. Perfect. And it was terrible. Sounds like a jungle. It was, it was all day, all day. It was awful. And then I finally get the speaking role, and they treat you completely different. Once you have lines, <laughs> cinnamon you rolls, are, <laughs> cinnamon rolls, <laughs> Chick Fil A sandwiches out the wazoo. I took four Chick Fil A sandwiches home with me. I was like, hell no, I'm never gonna get this opportunity again. I'll see you guys later. Um, <laughs> hey, I asked no pickles. I, I Where's my chicken filet sauce? I spit it out. There's no pickle. <laughs> so it was an amazing experience. I remember like 
because I told you I'm a very empathetic person. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the other extras on set, I'm like, "Hey guys, what's up?" And they're like, "Oh, are you like somebody?" I'm like, ah, "I'm just, a, I just have a speaking role." And then somebody went, "Oh, so you're just like an extra plus?" And she was an extra. I went. <laughs> You know what? Not really, because I get to go sit in my van while you sit outside. So See you later. <laughs> how many sandwiches did they bring you? I'm what, just curious. Yeah, how many Chick-fil-A sandwiches did you get? I have seven. I have <laughs> seven in my pocket in my right pockets. now. <laughs> in my shirt pockets. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> what? Take the take the sandwiches out? Okay, yeah. That's, yeah, right. that's fair. Um, that's fair. But yeah, yeah, that was a really cool experience. And then a week later, I got the call about Stranger Things. And man, I ran all over my house. I was a... I was a basement one story second story and i just ran all over screaming with my roommate just like it's happening like this is real and when they sent me the original script it didn't have any of the characters names in it like they've replaced it with random names and then when i got it they sent me the actual script and then i realized who i was working with i was like oh my god i'm working with dave and winona and i was like oh my god this is the first show i've worked on that i'm like a diehard fan of so i uh i went in for my costume fitting and I put on the whole uniform, everything. It was really cool. I mean, shoes, socks. Like, the shoes were very authentic, too. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then I, you know, I come out to the costume, and they're like, you know, you know, the Duffer Brothers, they picked you out for your hair. And I was like, <laughs> and then she found it. She's like, oh, and your talent also. But I was like, no, 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 you, you said it. <laughs> I have really, like, I have really long, curly hair, very 80s, very, you know, yeah. fit the role very well. Worked out. And uh, so I left. I went to the studio, like, and then I left the studio. And then they called me and they said, actually, we need you to come back for a wig fitting. And I'm like, wig fitting? And it's like, yeah, your stunt double uh, <laughs> needs a wig. And I came in. This was the night before. And there was my there was my hair. And they <laughs> were looking at me and they looked at that. And they were like... Yeah, it looks right. That's it. <laughs> like, Send thank you home. for coming by. <laughs> right. so, so wait, your stunt double was used for what? Slamming your head on oh. the counter? Oh, I'll get there. Okay. I'll get there. <laughs> so I, so they, they put the, the, the hair the get the hair ready. It was crazy. And I come back the next morning. I get there at 6.30 in the morning. I did not sleep. I'm, I'm <laughs> right. a wreck. You know, I'm so scared. Um, <laughs> I remember taking, I had a Polaroid camera and I was like, I have one picture left. I'm like, this is the day I want to take a picture. <laughs> And I was just pale as a ghost, so scared. <laughs> just so scared. And I walk up on set the next morning, and uh, the PA is there, the production assistant. He's like, all right, uh, Michael, welcome to set. What would you like for breakfast this morning? And I said, oh, what do you guys have? And he's like, no, what would you like for breakfast? No, we're in Atlanta, dude. <laughs> we'll get you. Like, and and I, I was so scared. I was like, I don't want him to think I'm a diva. So I just came up with the most basic breakfast I could think of. I went, eggs. <laughs> Bacon, black coffee, <laughs> Waffle House, Waffle House. No, I was like, because they were like, they had eggs, bacon. They had all the, so I was like, eggs, bacon, black coffee. And I don't drink coffee. I didn't at the time. And I was like, I just didn't want them to think I was difficult. Just, I'll eat it. I don't care. Do you want to get me coffee? Because if so, yeah. I want you to get me I coffee. I want you to get me coffee. Right. So I come back and he's like, okay, well, when you're done with hair and makeup, we'll have your breakfast ready for you. And I'm like freaking out. Like, I'm texting my friends, like, this is crazy. <laughs> They're not awake at six thirty in the morning, but I'm like, ah. so I get no, to thank you, Alfred. Thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, please have that ready. Um, <laughs> so I get to the the hair and makeup, and there are the characters that I have not met yet, but they would be bigger characters on the show, and they're just all sitting there. I'm just kind of nodding. I'm really scared. And then Dave Harbor walks in, who plays uh, Hopper on the show. Right, yeah. right. And I 
I felt my heart drop to my butt. It just, <laughs> I was so nervous. He came up and said, hey, to everybody. And he did, probably just hated me because I was like, <laughs> just trying to look away. Like, I don't want him to see me staring directly at him. Right. And uh, so I leave. They take me out. And, uh, and then I go eat my breakfast. And it's there. It's, and it's very plain, exactly how I wanted it. And I was like, I should have said more. but uh, So I'm eating breakfast. I put my costume on and then I get called to set and we go to the gas station, like the 7-Eleven gas station. And this was probably the most surreal part of the whole thing is they bring me up. My friend is actually the production assistant on set. And I was like, what? And he's like, what? And I was like, <laughs> we have to talk later, but I got to get to work. Uh, so they sit us down in like these, you know, the director's chairs and I'm just living like oh, yeah. I'm on cloud nine at this point. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, I see a chair put in front of me that says Joyce, and it's Winona. That's Winona's, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god! So Winona's right here, and then the guy who plays Doctor Alexi, who his name's Alec Ukov, he's a really nice guy. He's sitting right next to <laughs> me, and then the guy who plays uh, the Dan the the jerk, let's call him the jerk, Dan the jerk, uh, <laughs> who gets his car stolen in the scene. He's sitting next to me, and uh, we're just hanging out on set, and Alec is playing guitar. And he's British Russian, so he's got the very uh, it's a very hybrid accent. It's very hard to do. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. And uh, he's like, hey, do "You want to teach me uh, American song?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "An American song?" And he goes, "Because I play guitar too." And I was like, ah, "I could teach you something." And uh, and I turned to my friend. I'm like, "What's like the most basic American song at the time?" And this is the year 2018. Yeah. Right. So at the time, it was Wagon Wheel. There like, you go. That was yeah. it. That was it. <laughs> Pinnacle. Pin I was like, Old Crow, Wagon you, Wheel. You can play this for anyone. You buddy. can play. Yeah, as a, you can play, And so we played it for him. And oh, my favorite part is like, uh, Mama Rock Me. Okay, yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. Hey, Mama Rock Me. All right. That's not bad. <laughs> sounds wor I think it sounds <laughs> yeah. a little crazy in that accent, honestly. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Okay. And so he's playing it. And then Winona's like, Can I play something? And I was like, Please. She's like, and he's like, yeah, sure. And so she turns her chair around, facing me, and she's like, so you're like low feet. key the center of this group. Yeah, and I'm like looking around, like, is anybody else seeing this right now? Like, <laughs> this is just me. And then she starts playing. She's like, I'm not very good, and she was not very good. She was terrible. <laughs> like texting your buddy, take a freaking picture. Dude, I was so scared to take pictures. I maybe have like two or three pictures from that day. That's fair. Yeah. I was terrified. I didn't know. Had I known the rules, I would have taken so many pictures sure. and then just never shared them until now. Right. Um, but it was it was really cool. So she turns around, she starts playing guitar a little bit and then she's like, you know, I used to, I did a middle school, what was it? A middle school talent show contest where I played Bruce Springsteen's um, not Born in the USA. Okay. And she's like, let me show you how I did it. So she pulls out her phone and she plays the song and then she starts doing it. If you don't know the drum pattern to Born in the USA, it's literally. Yeah. <laughs> for about the whole three song minutes. has that kind yeah. of vibe. <laughs> Pretty much the whole song. And then she's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't guys. I don't know if I should laugh or not because it's a really funny bit because it's like, you know, she's trying not to be awkward. Like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. And it's just. And that's it. And uh, so it was she really didn't funny. even play guitar. She was just. <laughs> no, she started playing air drums. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. It's just like, wow, that's really, uh, that's really great. And so we they move us into the gas station. Um, 
and I still haven't met Dave yet. And I'm a nervous wreck because he's like, he's my favorite character on the show. I've seen his work outside of the show and I'm really impressed with it. Um, I literally just listened to him on a podcast called Armchair Experts. And he was talking about being vulnerable as an actor. And I was like, oh, this is, this is my stuff right so here. So you felt like you knew him. I felt like I, we were best friends. Right. He just didn't know it yet. Right. You're like, <laughs> let me tell you about yourself. <laughs> let me tell you about you. Uh, no, he, he was really cool. And I was nervous. And then it was our time to do our scene. And he comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm Dave. I'm like, <laughs> Michael, nice to meet you. I was so scared. And uh, we finally start doing our scene. And this is a detail I don't tell too much. Um, he was about to give me a note on something because I had messed something up. And then before he could give it to me, we did another take and I fixed it. And he goes, that's good, man. That's, that's exactly what I was going to tell you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that's cool. I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. And then that's when stuff really started to hit the fan. Things started to mess up. The Slurpee machine wasn't working. My cash <laughs> register wasn't working. My name tag kept getting crooked. I kept messing up one of the Russian lines I had. Um, the director was getting... The, the big thing was the director was getting irritated with me because I wasn't putting down a carton of cigarettes correctly. She's like... Uh, there was a language barrier. She's from Germany. She's like, okay, the way you're putting it down is you're putting it down like this. I want you to put it down like this. She did the same gesture <laughs> twice. And I look at Dave Harbour and he looks at me like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, maybe you're a special actor. Maybe you can help me here. And he's like... <laughs> and I'm like, and I, and I just, I'm just getting so nervous. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fired. And then Dave looks at me, and this is his last shot of the day. And I'm holding him up because I can't put down this carton of cigarettes. And it, and he looks at me, and he smiles, and he goes, Michael, don't fuck this up for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I started dying. I started laughing. Because he's like, because he's like, come home, on, buddy. he's like, cigarette. I'm trying to go home and you can't put down a card of cigarettes. And uh, <laughs> I started laughing and uh, and I was fine. I chilled out. I was like, yeah. oh, OK. And I put down the cigarettes and then uh, they were like, that's a wrap on Dave. And I walked with him out of the gas station. I was like, hey, I was like, sorry. I was like, hey, I wanted to say something. I was like, I would regret it if I didn't say anything. To right. Dave. Of course. And I was like, hey, I just wanted to say I really appreciate you helping me chill out in there and. I'm a real big fan of your work. I just listened to you on our chair expert. You know, a lot of great stuff to say. And he goes, man, I really appreciate you saying that, man. And he goes, you're funny as shit, man. Our <laughs> stuff's going to be funny. And I was like... <laughs> and I looked at yes. one, of the manager, one of the talent managers on set, and I looked over, and I'm like... Did you hear him? Did you, and she's like, how do you feel? And I'm like, uh, yeah. I feel like you should be asking me for my card. <laughs> exactly. I talked to her, and I'm like, you want to represent me? Uh, what's up? <laughs> And that was the end of the first half of the day. Wow. And it was already at that point I was exhausted. And now it was time to do the, the, uh, the second half with the big Russian guy. Right. Where he slams, slams your head. Right. Or, so, or your double. Ooh. Plot twist. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, we haven't even got there. <laughs> so, we, um, so we take a lunch or dinner break. And I'm walking back to set. I'm walking back to the gas station. And I look over and I see this guy. His hair just like me. And in my mind, it should have gone, oh, there's my double. But the, but the jerk in me was like, oh, great. Another dude is there just like me. I'm like, what are the chances how they some dude me. would come on set, have the exact same hair as me? Because I'd like to think I'm a rarity in Atlanta with this hair. And, uh, and I start getting closer, and I'm like, man, 
this guy's wearing the same outfit as me too. And then I swear, as soon as we get to each other, we like like that Spider-Man meme. We start pointing at each other. And we're like, yes. you. And then we start laughing because we look exactly. He looks exactly like me because he has a similar face structure as me. That's but when crazy. they put the hair on, I was like, that is insane. And so we get on, we get on set. It's time to do the stunt. We do the dialogue. It's fine. Uh, and then it's time to do the stunt. And the director's like, I can't justify using a stunt double in a two second like move. <laughs> and then I don't know what came out of me, but I was just like, I can do it, <laughs> which was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> I've done I've done fight choreography before, but uh, doing stunts in film is very different. So stage fighting in is very different from film fighting, and isn't it like a little bit more real? It's a little bit more film? real, yeah, a little yeah. bit more intense. You know, you can you can actually get hurt if you're not like right. doing the right thing. Yeah, it's like if you get hurt doing stage fight, like like stage choreography, you're doing it wrong. Like if you, you get hurt or something, yeah, I feel like if you get hurt, I mean, obviously safety is a top priority. I feel right. like if you get hurt in film, it's like that's just part of the business. You know, well, it's also morphed over the years. Right. I mean, it used to be stage fighting in the films, right. and now. Film fighting is totally mm-hmm. different. Especially, yeah, you can cut. You can the the shot seems more more intense and right, it's right, more cohesive. Right, and the way they did the way they did my shot is um, so the twisting of the arm that was all real, <laughs> but <laughs> they would get a wide shot of him slamming my face down on a mat. So you would never see the mat, but the violence of that shot right. you would always see, and then it would cut to my just. Two seconds of my face going, bam, right on top of the, the gotcha, case. bam, yep. And so when it came together, it really just looked violent. I'm, it looked very violent. I'm yeah. curious. It does. It does look very violent. It does. And I'm curious. You know, you mentioned already. You were really foreshadowing the uh, cigarette carton not going down the right way right. on the table. How many times was your head? Did your head go down the right oh, way on the mat? So many times. So <laughs> I. You're just not looking the right way when your head is being slammed into this mat. Twenty plus times, (laughs) surely, surely. I I was, it was ridiculous. I got hurt, um, not as bad as I thought. It was worse the next day. Uh, So when he grabs my hair, uh, Audrey, uh, he sliced my ear with his thumb. He sliced like the inside of my ear. Right, and now my ears just oozing blood holy moly and so i i the onset medic comes and i just walk off set and they put the stunt double in for one take and i was like no you gotta clean this i gotta get back in there i was i felt like an athlete that's like the closest <laughs> thing i was like get me back in there coach i'm ready right and i was like you gotta clean this ear up and i gotta get back in there uh and so they clean my ear up and the next day like my ears all like cut i've got bruises all over my legs from <laughs> Him slamming me against the counter. And people are like, what were you doing? And you're like, I can't tell I you. Can't tell you. <laughs> and I'm just like walking around, barely moving. I'm like, First oh, rule just so much fight pain. club. It's right. You yeah. don't talk about you it. You don't talk about it. And they were, they were, and the director was like, if you get hurt, you see that guy? That's a producer. I'm going to get in trouble. That guy, that's a SAG representative. I will also get in trouble with them. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I was not fine the next morning. I was like, oh, my God. Had I felt this way on set, I would have. I think it was a lot of adrenaline. Right, I'm sure. That was going through. But Screen Actors Guild help. Screen. Well, I'm, I'm eligible. I wasn't in the guild. They were like, we're not worried about him. He's fine. <laughs> I'm, but Is I that got, blood? No. 
I want to make sure I get his name right, but I got to work with, um, oh man, hold on. I'm going to get his name right because he's Emmy nominated right now. I'm really proud of him. Okay. Yeah. You definitely have to get that. Um, the stunt coordinator got an Emmy and, um, <laughs> yeah, he hero. Okay. So I got the name of this, the, the stunt coordinator. His name was hero Coda. Hero Coda. He also did Cobra Kai. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Watching that right now. That dude is a beast. Loving He's so it. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So when I when I found out he got nominated, I was like, dude, congratulations first off. Because very welcoming. Because I wanted to impress them. I was like, I'm a, I'm a tough guy too. I, you could slam my face. I'll be fine. Uh, but no, it was an awesome experience. And, and then you filmed that all in one day. All in one day. That's 16 crazy. 16 hour day. Wow. It was a long, wow. long, long day. Yeah. Most people would say that's not a day. That's like, to one and a half hours yeah. of work, one and a half days, one and a half yeah. days yeah, of work. Hold on, yeah, that's what I meant. It, it was, I mean, it was awesome though. I wish it could have been split up over two days, just because I would have loved to be on set longer. Right, right. But I feel like uh, it couldn't have gone better. I just, I got to. I, the only thing I wish I could have chilled out around Dave. That's it. Your scene's incredible though. And oh, dude, thanks. Man. I mean, like uh, sure. I watched it before this, and I was kind of like watching your face because i know now who you are mm -hmm. versus just like seeing it and i was watching to see like where is that in his eyes that he is overwhelmed and i right. really didn't see it like i did not see it you did a great I'm, job i'm sure they were in the first 10 takes they were there <laughs> right they got that out yeah but they it, got that out you look great i appreciate that yeah. yeah it was a it was a lot of fun i was very nervous uh because film wasn't my specialty right um you know i come from stage where you have a little bit more space and i think that's the big difference between film acting and stage acting is the you know you have this space you're not the in audience. your own zone you're right. in their zone doing right. exactly what they want but i think that's working at Lachat helped me out because it's a yeah. hundred seat black box theater yep. yeah and you can't lie to the person in the front row that's accurate so what what 7-eleven was that where where can we go find that you can't it's really the, well you can find the gas station but okay. it's not a 7-eleven it's actually course. it's actually <laughs> a small owned mom pop shop like love it where where can we find it i think it's in conyers okay conyers or covington oh. I'll, I'll let you go i'll okay. let you guys cool. know after i can't remember specifically but it was the owners of the gas station were so rude <laughs> <laughs> they were so rude they kept asking uh they kept asking me if i was famous <laughs> they're like are you famous i'm like no like no. are you famous are you and they're like well how much how much money are you making today and i'm like i'd rather not I don't know to talk about that. <laughs> right. And he's like, you make him as much as that guy? He's talking about Dave. I'm like, probably not. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I hope so. I mean, that'd be dope. Need to aspire to yeah. something. But he kept trying to, like, take pictures with Dave while he was getting ready to film. And I was just like, what is your problem? And he's like, yeah, man, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And he's, he, he's like, I'm out of here. I'm like, how rude. I was like, I would have done the same thing. Stay tuned because we'll be right back with Michael's exceptional answer to the drop the disc question. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. Hey guys, uh, you know, you hear a lot about us talking about uh, the clubhouse and it's down the road from us. It's in the cyber building off Reynolds Street. It's a really cool share space, co-working space, uh, open area. It's got conference rooms. You can actually lease out or rent out actual offices that are not open. You have printers, you have 3D printers, anything you need is there. And best, you have networking. If you guys listened to our episode with Eric Parker and enjoyed it, 
and enjoyed listening to him talking about building businesses, check out his new startup, Make Startups, which is a podcast that's on Spotify, YouTube, and growing. Guys, if you're interested in learning more about The Clubhouse, uh, theclubhow.se is their website. Check them out now. So, you know, David asked a pretty good question at the beginning, you know, if people wanted to get into this field, you know, yeah. what to expect when they first start. So you've had this really cool uh, acting, you know, you had this experience, real experience with yeah. Stranger Things. Um, you, you were mentioning to us earlier that, you know, you've been kind of waiting on something to pop up again mm-hmm. and the waiting game. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that before we wrap this whole episode up? You know, just yeah. so, give them some sort of... Uh, expectation if they're wanting to get into this field well right now your expectations <laughs> need to be pretty low <laughs> grain of salt grain of salt COVID-19 yeah. COVID-19 has really I mean my friends are professional performers my friends are actors they're out there in New York they're out there in LA they're out in Atlanta and they're really hurting right now and if you really want to get into this business right now my advice is to create, create, create content, anything. TikTok. Is that, is that what Comedy. the future looks like for you? Is that kind of where you're going to be for a little while? Writing, yeah, I'm writing a film right now. Uh, we're getting ready to get started on it, actually. It's a short uh, horror film, hopefully. Ooh. Starring, starring you? No, no, no. I'm directing it. I'm directing it. I wrote it. You're not doing um, the Steve Carell. No, no, I want to get. I'm a little talented actor. Handle it. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought about it. I thought about doing it, but I was just like, nah. We got to at least get you like the Stan Lee, like someone yelling out the window, and it's the the Easter egg. Exactly. Maybe that's, I'll yeah. be an Easter egg. There. <laughs> there you go. See, that's yeah. That seems more like <laughs> up my alley. Um, but that's tell us about this yeah. film. We're about to wrap this up, but oh, but yeah. we haven't even mentioned. Tell us about what you're working on. So it's called the uh, the Laugh House, and uh, it's a horror film that I wrote. In 20 minutes, on my back porch in Atlanta, I don't like horror movies. They terrify me. So I wrote purely off of fear. And I heard a comic use the term, uh, I would die for my jokes. I would do anything for my jokes. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if somebody took that literally? And uh, so I wrote a story about a guy who's uh, a a comedian that sneaks into the wrong club, essentially. Comes to the wrong club in the wrong part of town. Um, do you have like a goal of when you want to release this? Well, Uh, grain of salt. Yeah, probably by 2021. Okay. Yeah. Cause I want to get started on it. I want to give it a fair treatment. Uh, I think Tyler, uh, Tyler Jackson over at trainer gray wants to work on it too. I think he wants to film it. Well, I was like, you film it on that red camera, man. I was like, uh, (laughs) that's pretty cool. Might have to submit it for some festivals. Uh, Movie produced by trainer gray. That's right. That'd be, you heard it here folks. (laughs) 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 <laughs> tell tell my bosses <laughs> all right michael i'm gonna pass this over to chris thank you for sharing with us this oh, has man, been you, i mean you're a little all over the place i think we have to say but i think that's also a great thing um yeah. you've got so much experience we appreciate you bringing that here oh, i mean i appreciate it thank you you guys are doing a, a great service for our city thank mm. you thanks man if you ever need to start a podcast yeah you have our information oh yeah well, the actually, do it. Go ahead. Wait, do wait, a, wait. Go Obviously. ahead and do a plug. Yeah, yeah talk yeah. about your podcast. So, uh, we, I'm, I, we, I have a comedy podcast. That, it's a ramble sketch comedy podcast that I do with my comedy partner Bryson, Bryson Chapman. Where can people find that? You can find it on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all the big, all ones. the big ones, all the big boys. Um, and it's called Bottle Up and Explode with Bryson and Michael. How long have you been doing it? 
So it's been so we're about to start episode ten. So I mean we we did about once every week. So we're, it's like two months, three months, two, kind three of months. A thing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's been we we. How are you finding it? Difficult because there comes a point where so you guys have it figured out, <laughs> but there's a point in the beginning where it's like, but what 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 do you like? What is this? It takes. You know? a, I mean, it and, does. and to say it took us about three hey, or four right. months. We, to really We changed our out. name. Three times. Yeah. So <laughs> we we really that was the thing that we knew instantly. Like bottle up and explode was going to be the name, but um, but what direction? Because we did right. the first four episodes and we were like, we just let people get to know us. And after four episodes, like, yeah, guys, oh, we really they know like us. it. Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> what next? What are you guys going to start doing? Right. And so we start incorporating sketch comedy, and um, we have a bit that we do. Our gimmick is um that one of so there's me bryson and our editor brandon okay. and we'll have a special guest on the show okay and one of the three main people me brandon or bryson has to leave the room for some reason and a sketch character has to come in that we've created right so for i wrote the uh, promo songs for our show uh and i sing it in like a really cheesy rock and roll voice of course and so i was like that guy needs to be a character on his own so i call him sean axel Rhodes. <laughs> and he he comes on once in a while to drop new music, and um, they maybe improvise a, like a whole song on 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 set. It was, that's hilarious, it's crazy. But that's the direction we wanted to go. It's like more of a comedy bang bang kind of format where it's uh, we have a real guest uh, and we have a fake sketch guest, right? But we have bits that we do. That's hilarious. But it's been a lot of fun, man. Almost, almost podcast true improv, right? Right. Which so, is. For it, it would be hard to show people that is true improv being a podcast, pre-recorded, whatnot, right. not live. Some However, of the, some of our laughing gives it away. <laughs> I, I did not. I don't break. I take Sean very Sean Axel Rhodes very seriously. Like I, I won't let people address Sean Axel Rhodes as Michael. Even even <laughs> Bryson and and Brandon, I'll be like, no, no, no. Sean Axel Rhodes is here. Michael left five three minutes ago. Three names. <laughs> all three of them. I need all three of them. <laughs> Sean Axel Rhodes. We were like, what is like a, we were like Axel, Axel something. And then we we're like, nah, nah. It's like, it doesn't fit. It was like, Sean Axel Rhodes. I was like, sounds like yeah, a WWE like, superstar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could have been. He yeah. could have been. He's got the voice for it for yeah. sure. Well, so, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what we did. Um, and then I'll pass it over oh, yeah. to Chris. I don't know if this will help, but we always started with a mission, right? So we start with the mission and then we figure out over time kind of our way of accomplishing that mission. So our mission is tell the story of the city in a better way. Oh, nice. And the way that we have found that we've been able to do that is by talking to people mm-hmm. that represent our city in one way or the other. And that are doing mm-hmm. that. Right. That, that have incredible stories that are mm-hmm. like microcosmal of the whole city. And so mm-hmm. you're a great example of that in what you're doing Thanks. and representing us internationally, really. Um, so thank you, by the way. Thank you. I didn't even um, thought about that. Thanks. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're going to find it. And, and if there's anything we can do to help, let us know. But yeah, let us know. Let's throw it to Chris. Chris is going to tie the bow on this so beautiful speaking, episode. Speaking of our mission, you know, we're Drop the Disc podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you're a listener of our show. We do thank you for that. Oh, of course. Um, and so I guess you already know what I'm about to ask. But, uh, you know, what does dropping the disc mean to you? Or, you know, if someone were to walk up to you in Augusta and talk negatively about the city... Uh, what what would your response be to them? They don't know the city. They obviously don't know the city. And and I say that as somebody that used to refer to Augusta as disgusted myself. And Evan's I was high in high school. Evan, <laughs> yeah, I was in high school and I was college. And uh, you know, I was very close minded to what the city had to offer because um, I was like, oh, this 
the city can't get me where I want to be. I'm not going to be famous by staying here. You know, when I had all the wrong ideas in my head. And then when I was like, you know, when I, when I got my values straight where I was like, what do I really want to do? I want to help people. I want to make people happy. I want to make people laugh. And then I just started looking around the city and I'm like, wow, look at all these resources. Wow, look at all these people that want the same thing. Look at all these people that want a great community, a better community. And I was like, wow, this place is really awesome. <laughs> like, uh, people have this place all wrong. And I think if when I hear people say that, I, I, I just want to be like, just sit down. Just like spend, let me take you around for a weekend and just show you this place. Because the people here are wonderful. The people here... We've got, our, we've got our differences, but the people here are wonderful, and they're caring, and they, this is a true, true community, and it's a growing community, too. And, and I, I, man, I just, I just love this place, man. <laughs> I had something prepared, but I was just like, when I get emotional about this place, I just, I just lose it. Sometimes that's better. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a great place to live. It's, Com you know, people care. People want this place to grow. Compare it to Atlanta. Living in Atlanta, just compare compare Augusta to Atlanta. Not, uh, not that Atlanta is a selfish city, right. but it's hard to be more of a community when it's just everybody is everywhere. It's so huge, and here it's it still has that city feel. I mean, we're a large city ourselves, but we still maintain that community. Mm. We still maintain it in all different parts of the area. You know, we've got a really really great theater community here. We've got a great uh, arts community in general. We've got a wonderful gay community here, wonderful businesses. We, this is just the place to be right now. And I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know why people would ever put that diss. I don't know why I put the diss in front of Augusta. Um, but it's a really special place to me and I, I love it very much. Well, thank you Tone. so much, Michael. That was a very good answer, man. Michael oh, Silvio oh, Fortino. That's right. A man of many talents podcasting, doing stand-up, acting, working at Trainer Gray, working with Schrodinger's cat at Le Chat Noir. You got it. You need to work on that <laughs> pronunciation, man. You Schrodinger's. Check him out wherever you can find him. Thank you so much for being here, Michael. Thank you guys for having me. This was awesome. Hey, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode with Michael Silvio Fortino. Uh, we had a great episode with him. Great guest. Um, very emotional. Uh, drop the disc question. We enjoyed that. Thank you. Michael, um, before I tell y'all about our guests next week to look forward to, I want to just tell y'all uh, the winners of round one, uh, Augusta's favorite bracket for desserts and bakery. We've got High Hole is moving on to round two. Inner Bean is run going to round two. Bull Weevil moving to round two. And then we had Two Moms. Two Moms is moving on to round two. And so uh, without further ado, we are going to be recording with um, Jenny Bender. She is a the third portion of the Kicks 99 Wake Up crew that we have yet to interview, and we're seriously excited about that. Jenny Bender, next week. Get excited, people. <laughs>